This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Welcome back. I'm Professor Americus Reed, founding member of the Four Horsemen of Marketing, a.k.a. the Ric Flair of Biz Radio. Today, I've got the style and profile like never before. This is Sirius XM's Business Radio Channel 132, powered by the Wharton School. Barbara is out today, so you're riding shotgun with your boy A.R. here at the magnificent, venerable institution we call Vorton. We invented the concept of the business school. We create the knowledge that they write about in their cases. We went to Warden, and we saw you coming a mile away. Interestingly, we are not only investment bankers. We are also consultants, strategists, entrepreneurs, real estate gurus, management leaders, and, of course, marketers, where marketing is the glue that connects each of these areas to their clients. If you like what you're hearing, Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is, of course, replayed several times throughout the week. I'm happy to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Chris Rogers, founder and CEO of of Colorado SEO Pros. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? I'm doing very well, sir. Thanks for asking. I'm super excited to have you here to share your wisdom with our listeners. Uh, But before we jump into some of the interesting topics around search engine optimization and some of the cool stuff that you're working on, I do want to give our listeners uh, kind of a little bit of uh, more of your backstory in terms of your interests, your pathway, uh, your trajectory that you found yourself on in terms of you know how you sort of got interested in the things that sort of defined your pathway from where you are to uh, from back when what you were interested in to where you are now. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I got out of college, I went and worked for a, uh, a print and digital uh, advertising company uh, in downtown Chicago, and it was primarily print. Uh, and they were starting to dabble in some some internet offerings. Um, and pretty quickly, they rolled out a uh, PPC and uh, SEO product. And I really geeked out over the, <laughs> the data and the transparency that we had uh, with that product because on the print side, I love the marketing, I love the messaging, I, I love the creative side, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of ambiguity, and it was hard to tell what was working versus wasn't. Um, and so ultimately, um, that kind of ran its course. I didn't have any way to get deeper into the into the data and to the um, digital marketing side. Uh, so I did a master's in internet marketing, worked for another agency in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then eventually, after working for that company, um, just kind of seeing you know how things were done. Uh, like a lot of businesses uh, start, I, I thought I could do do it better. Okay. Um, so I ended up uh, getting an intern. Uh, came time for him to. Uh, uh, graduate and uh, or actually uh, yeah he needed to go get a job and so I kind of made the jump hired him full time and mm. um, man the the rest is kind of history we got we got lucky we got uh, real busy um, knocked out a couple big competitors in the market and oh, wow. um, kind of hung on that next year trying to, to handle all the business <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then uh, it's just grown from there so uh, we've hired more people and gotten better at what we do. You know, started to offering some other other services along the way as well. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my story and and how I got here. So you were you got geeked up about like this notion of of data. Talk a little bit about that journey, like how you know you got interested, you know, in that. Like, what was it? What what about it was so exciting, intellectually curious, and or just interesting to you? 
Yeah, so we were we were doing a lot of like print ads, like I had mentioned, and sometimes there'd be call tracking numbers in there, and so we get this call data. Um, but as I went through uh, working for that company, there's a lot of people I went and saw, and I was like, man, I don't know if this is actually working for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are these big question marks, like, well, if we don't know what's working and what's not, then how are we going to get better at what we're doing and what we're delivering? Mm-hmm. So when they first launched that SEO and PPC product, all of a sudden I had. I had click-throughs, I had keyword data, um, I had phone call data where they were recording phone calls, mm. and all of a sudden it opened up this whole world of like, now I know what's actually working versus what's not. And mm. part of that was an ethical thing on my side because, you know, if you don't know what you're out there, um, you know, practicing is working, you know, you're not going to feel good about it. So on one side, I could actually validate that the products and services we were selling were actually working. And when it wasn't working, we could take a look and figure out really what do we do next to make it better? Mm-hmm. And so that's really got what got me amped up was um, really that data to be able to understand how to more effectively offer, um, you know, marketing products and services. And, and it was a lot of small business guys like, like me, um, you know, and they had a lot on the line. So being able to go in and, you know, in those days, I was building out profiles and, and putting a lot of keywords in there. It was really rudimentary stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd come back to my clients a couple weeks later, and all of a sudden they're like, man, Chris, I'm getting all these calls, and things are happening, and I see their rankings jumping up. And it was that was really exciting for me. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to get more into this and understand it. Uh, and get get deeper into this uh, into this realm of digital marketing. Mm-hmm. But prior to uh, uh, starting Colorado SEO Pros, uh, Chris, you started a company called MountainStats.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So um, actually, when I did my master's program in internet marketing, we had to have a capstone project, and uh, I was working in corporate in downtown Chicago. And I'm I'm actually a big uh, snowboarding guy. And uh, I live in Colorado today, but at that time I was in Chicago, which meant I was taking trips up to Wisconsin, three hours for pretty small mountains. And, um, you know, I, uh, my capstone project, I'm like, man, I want to do something in snowboarding, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to make snowboards. <laughs> so it really was coming up with a technology application mm-hmm. that incorporated travel and snowboarding, some passions that I had. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, had this startup, and at the time I took my 401k and oh, wow. basically flipped it to put into this thing and said, okay, I'm going to build this social media and travel site. It's going to have all these features. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, came out to Colorado for the big uh, ski and snowboard industry show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was amazing. I'm like, this is where I need to be. Um, actually ended up moving out ahead of my wife. I think she was wondering if I was going to come back to Chicago with uh, being <laughs> down my tail between my legs kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, after a year, I was hooked. And I'm like, I'm out here doing what I love. I'm working in technology. Um, uh, to be to be very frank, coming from corporate, I had a very idealistic notion of everyone having creative freedom and mm. it's going to be awesome and mm-hmm. it's going to be. And I went too far the other way. Um, <laughs> so um, learned a lot of hard lessons, had a lot of fun, and then ultimately, um, at the end of that, is when I started my agency. Really, after I had run out of money and wasn't comfortable taking on any investments. Um, but I had been practicing SEO and working for an agency in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, that whole time. So oh, being I able to build my skill set on the digital side throughout that process uh, and was also able to build some um, skills in terms of entrepreneurship. Very, very cool stuff. What I want you to do for us, Chris, is you know our listeners need to get hip to the gurus and the experts that come on to help educate them. So I want you to take us and give us, if you could, 
the the dummy's guide to search engine optimization. So if I'm trying to get involved and understand this as a young entrepreneur uh, trying to do work in some platform or the digital space, take us just through understanding the concept and and and, and giving us like what is it, how does it work, uh, and talk a little bit about these skills that you have been creating and nurturing for yourself in this area over time? Yeah, so um, we'll start out with just a basic kind of definition. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And this is really the traffic that's coming from Google and other search engines from the non-paid section of search results. Mm. You go and Google um, uh, any kind of search, you're going to see some ads, um, and it, you'll see a little annotation. If you look carefully, it's mm -hmm. pretty small these days, it'll say ad, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And those are usually those listings that are up on top. Mm -hmm. And those, those are through Google's pay platform, Google Ads, and that's how Google has made their you know, billions and billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, the truth is that a vast majority of the traffic that comes through Google actually goes into those organic search results, the one there in the, in the bottom portion of the search results gotcha. um, screen. And that is, that is what we um, help our clients do. We help our clients um, appear in the, in the search engines in that organic section where 70% or, or a majority of the traffic is actually going for the terms that drive their business. Right? I see. Mm -hmm. So for most, for most companies, this is about um, uh, new customer acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's what usually the primary goal is. Um, and it is about them appearing for the right keywords, that represent uh, customers across uh, the buying the buying cycle, the buying process, right? So that means people that are doing very top of funnel, uh, general informational searches, right? So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe it's for a a plumber, and you're like, you're just trying to figure out, hey, well, what's going on with my pipes? Do I need to hire someone? I've got a leak. I don't know what's going on, mm -hmm, right? Very mm -hmm, topical. Mm -hmm. And then it's also targeting people at, at the bottom of the funnel, right? So these are people that have gone through that whole research process. Mm. They figured out, okay, here's my problem. This is what I need to know about. Okay, now I'm going to actually try to find someone who can fix this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's kind of these transactional searches in SEO um, that, are, that are aimed more at people that are now looking for a provider. And now they're looking at the, the kind of benefits and um, uh, features of different providers. Um, so, that, so that's kind of a, 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 an overview of, of what SEO is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also considered, you know, the backbone of most modern digital marketing campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and really that is because um, Google and search engines are still the very first place that people are turning when they're seeking information mm -hmm. and trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Right, so social media is awesome, paid search is awesome. All these things have a place, um, but people aren't going onto Facebook when they've got to solve a serious problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, they might be going to friends and family, but they're not going on there searching for for information. Mm -hmm. um, so, so really, as a whole, uh, SEO um, as, as we practice it, we make that kind of the foundation, and then we'll also add in paid search, mm -hmm. uh, paid social, organic social media online reputation management, mm. uh, review management, all these things play very nicely with SEO um, so that you can really capture people on the platforms um, that they're using to, to find information and solve problems. And so this um, is this is absolutely interesting. 
uh, to me, Chris, because I, I didn't. I'm starting to get a much better uh, granular sense of what's going on here. Now, you mentioned that search engine uh, search engine optimization can be both kind of exploratory, like it correspond to different parts of the funnel, right? It can be exploratory where people are just trying to gather research, or it can be quite further down the purchase funnel where there, I think you use the term transactional search engine optimization, where people have a decision yeah. they're trying to basically get to the to the, the purchase decision, if you will. So how, how does, how, how do you, how do you, how do you understand how to set up that retail business you know, in either a, maybe it's not an either or, but exploratory versus transactional, and to have those two elements seamlessly work together for the same retailer, or do you focus on a particular area of the purchase funnel per client that you work with? To, to explain a little bit of that to our, yeah, to our audience. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really interesting question. So the truth is that the data will lead us to those conclusions and where we should focus. Mm -hmm. So different types of searches. Uh, have different intent by the searcher, right? Mm -hmm. So some searches that are taking place are more informational, some are more transactional, and each industry and each market is going to have a different mix of, of what people are searching, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when we look at, you know, maybe something like, um, you know, like, like a plumber or something like that, we may see it's more transactional if we look at the whole uh, scope of all the people searching because most people maybe aren't trying to solve that problem themselves. Got it. Maybe mm -hmm. they're going straight and saying, "Hey, I got to find someone to get out here to solve this thing." Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe other areas, got you it. have people spending more time seeking information. Um, and Google very much will serve different types of content depending on that intent. Got it. So when we go through and do research and, and we're given recommendations, we're looking at what is the intent, how do we write that content, what is the content length. What are the keywords? What are the related terms? You know, what are the questions we need to incorporate so that we can target voice search? Mm. Uh, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, so take me through a process. So, if I, let's just work with that example of I'm an entrepreneurial company. I'm a plumber, and mm -hmm. you know, take me through how I'm setting up my my e-commerce or my um, website platform. Take me through your process of how you would help me get maximize, sort of maximize search engine optimization for my company? What exactly would you do for me? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So the first thing that I want to preface it with is there are three uh, kind of pillars of influence within at the SEO space. Okay. We have on-page SEO, which has to do with all the content on your site, the topics covered, the keywords, what are all the pages about. Mm -hmm. We have off-page SEO, which is mm. all about uh, really, the links that are pointing into your site from other sites. Oh, okay. Social media can be in there and your reputation, some of those kind of factors. Mm -hmm. And then we've got technical SEO. And okay. technical SEO, um, as we look at it, it, really has to do with Google's ability to crawl your website, access all the web pages, um, and, understand, um, and understand that content, right? Mm, okay. So you may have, on the technical side, certain uh, issues or errors. Okay. Things like duplicate content or broken links. Um, it could be that you've got the wrong code on there so Google can't get access. So when we start a campaign, after we've gotten access to Google Analytics and Search Console, we've gotten information from the client, one of the first things we're doing is running a technical assessment, and we use a, a paid SEO tool that crawls our client's websites mm. just like Google does. Mm. And it'll come back, and it'll give us you know, all the different errors it's identified. Mm -hmm. And then we will go in and then va first validate that data to make sure it's accurate and then prioritize over all these hundreds of issues, what are the ones that are most important? 
um, that need to be fixed, that needs to be fixed the, the most um, quickly, mm-hmm. and which ones are going to have the biggest impact um, on results, right? So that's the very first thing we do. Mm. Uh, and then from there, we're really going into on-page SEO. So you've heard the current term, content is king. Mm-hmm. That, that still is very much the case. And everything you do in SEO, you need to be building out good content that helps people more effectively solve their problems. Okay. So we use a process where, you know, we're really pulling in data from a couple different SEO platforms. Um, we're pulling in data um, from Google, and then we also have a proprietary system and some software that we use to understand oh. what is the best type of content that we can uh, publish that's going to meet the needs of users for a certain topic. Interesting. Um, and so that is really where we're giving recommendations around you know, things that are technical, like titles and meta descriptions, but really, hey, this page should be about a thousand words. Oh, interesting. It should have a transactional intent, mm-hmm. right? You should use these keywords, um, you know, this much. You should include these related uh, keywords over here, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then here are some other target questions that we found are common for this topic that can correlate with voice search, uh, rich snippets, um, and some other things there. So we're really looking to give the entire blueprint for this content for each individual page. Very, very cool. Um, so that's the on-page really process. And then and then from there, as we publish content over time and mm-hmm. we're seeing results, mm-hmm. specifically increases in rankings, mm-hmm. increases in traffic, mm-hmm. uh, and, and increases in conversions, um, th- that's when maybe we're shifting more efforts to, to link building. Got it. Um, and that's the, and really that's the off-page, uh, off-page SEO uh, analysis, correct, Chris? Correct. Got it. Yep, correct. And so, listeners, if you're so, just joining, if, 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 I just want to reintroduce you, Chris, because you are dropping knowledge for our listeners. And I <laughs> listen, everybody's got to have a digital footprint. And so, it, you know, you, you're only going to be at a disadvantage if you're not doing these cool things that, that Chris and his firm helps you do. Uh, we're speaking with Chris Rogers, and he's the founder and CEO of Colorado SEO Pros. Colorado SEO Pros is a boutique search engine optimization agency providing a suite of inbound marketing services for small and mid-sized organizations from international enterprise corporations to technology startups and e-commerce businesses across the country and abroad. And Chris is breaking it down for us. Uh, if you're interested in joining this conversation, you might be a small business business owner out there trying to create your digital footprint, trying to get your search engine optimization correct, you can join the conversation with the guru, Chris, who's on the phone right now. And by calling 844-WARTON, 844-942-7866, Chris has been talking about three critical pillars of search engine optimization, on-page SEO, off-page SEO, and technical SEO. Uh, Please continue, because I love this idea, Chris that you're talking about now, the, the world is opening up to this voice search, voice activation world. Talk a little bit about this new uh, empty beach where the, 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 the new footprints are being made. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with voice search, there, there's a huge, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of people talking about it, right? And in some ways, everything is changing. And on the other end, in terms of SEO, um, not a lot is changing, right? So the way that people are searching is definitely changing. So we've gotten more and more people that are becoming comfortable with speaking to their phones, mm-hmm. speaking to virtual assistants, mm-hmm. and asking devices to retrieve information. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at um, SEO uh, and the, the variables, there are some nuances there, right? So there, there are ways that we can help target voice search 
Some of that is looking at the questions that we're addressing. You know, there are things that we can do with, with schema markup, which is a technical markup that may aid in Google's understanding and some of that information retrieval. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, the truth is that despite those nuances, Google is still looking at what is the most um, valid uh, content to serve up uh, those voice results. Mm-hmm. Right. So the format kind of has to be right, and there's some tweaks there. Um, but at the same time, if you're ranking really well in Google – Uh, and Google has found your um, content good for a certain query, a certain search term, um, you're you're more likely to actually uh, be selected for voice search, right? Because the same things Mm -hmm. that apply to regular search apply to voice search there uh, in terms of the, I guess, the quality of, of your of your content. Mm-hmm. So all the all the other SEO factors still have an impact. I think, um, uh huh, uh huh. I think this is really interesting, Chris, because I just saw a recent presentation. and Maybe you can provide some thoughts on this. A recent presentation on how to get these voice search uh, protocols and platforms like Alexa and uh, Google Home and et cetera, et cetera. How to get them more better, better acclimated to be able to. Uh, receive requests to actually make a transaction. In other words, to serve up options that uh, you know a consumer may want to immediately uh, purchase uh, in that setting. And so, one of the interesting things in this one particular researcher was presenting the, the difficulty of uh, of sort of hearing information about products through voice is is how hard it is from an audio perspective. Uh, to process that information through voice, through a response uh, from one of these voice platforms as compared to, let's say, for example, reading it online or seeing it in an ad. Do you have thoughts on how to address that challenge, uh, how, to make, how to make search engine optimization in the audio space, in the voice activation, voice recognition, voice response space uh, more effective, more, uh, more able to be able to accommodate consumers further down the purchase funnel? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that's that's really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because u- ultimately, over voice, you're not going to be able to see a product. You know, you're not going to be able to see photos of it. You're not going to be able to watch a video. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's also this intersection of video, right? So mm-hmm. we look at some of the like, you know, Google devices and uh, Facebook has, you know, their kind of tablet that they want in everyone's home. <laughs> you know, we've got like, you know, our fridges have have you know, computer screens in them now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, as much as voice is like, you know, taking taking over, it may feel that way, um, there's still a place for video that I don't think the voice is going to be able to, mm-hmm. to, to take over, mm-hmm. right? Um, if we look at some of like the things that are happening on the shopping side, um, you know, we've got Amazon Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon Alexa, you know, that, that primary uh, data source is actually Bing. Um, mm. for, for their informational. And then for the shopping side, um, it's Amazon. Oh, interesting. Right. So, so, so Amazon shopping results are going to come up uh, more quickly um, on Alexa, which, which makes uh, total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that relationship um, uh, between uh, Amazon and Microsoft uh, when it comes to technology there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, so I don't think that there's an easy answer. I think some of the things that you can do with schema markup Mm-hmm. Uh, can help. What, t- tell me a little um, bit about this. What is schema markup? The schema markup is kind of like a, a coding um, uh, that you can put in your web pages 
that communicates additional information hmm. to the search engine. And there's a couple different forms of it. Okay. Uh, a website that you can visit that has some of the really the technical specs on it is schema.org, and it's S-C-H-E-M-A.org. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different types of schema. Um, and you do have product schema, right? Okay. You've got local business schema that will say, hey, um, this is actually a service. Uh, that this that this particular company offers for this specific area. Mm-hmm. Um, here's that company's address and contact information. Um, you have review schema, which can be ideally product or service specific, mm-hmm. right? So if you're actually getting reviews uh, from customers on your products, mm-hmm. you can then incorporate a schema that allows you huh. to get that uh, like star rating that appears in search results. Got it. Um, based on the on the reviews that you're getting, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the challenges with schema is, you know, what are we doing that helps, uh, you know, us as business owners um, versus what are we doing that's just helping Google? Uh, and, and, and that's one of the things that, like, as, as an SEO agency, we have to sort through. Because mm-hmm. if we decided to just do everything we possibly could, um, we'd run through budgets very, very quickly <laughs> because there are, there are just hundreds and hundreds of different things you can be doing. Mm-hmm. So we've really got to say, okay. Is this worth spending our time? Google has recommended X. Do we really think this is going to have a significant impact for our clients, mm-hmm. or is this just going to help Google aggregate more data and do a better job of selling their ads? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's some reading between the lines because um, ultimately Google is a business. Right. Their number one objective is to make money mm-hmm. uh, through Google Ads. So mm-hmm. it's driving people into Google and then ultimately driving them into ads. Or you know you'll see more YouTube because Ultimately, Google owns YouTube, and so if they can, uh, you know, get more people going to YouTube, it kind mm-hmm. of feeds them back into the ad system. So, just things, you know, um, uh, to consider. So, sorry, not to not to get off track there, but when we're looking at scheme, I guess those are some of the the nuances you have to consider with what you're actually going to try to apply. And how? Let me ask you this, Chris: How long does when you work with a company or a, a retailer or a, a business? to help them uh, maximize their search engine optimization. How long does, I, I guess they, they show up to you, Chris, and they say, here's our stuff, this is our website, and you go in and you diagnose across those three elements, those critical three pillars uh, of SEO optimization, and you, and you fix things. So how, how long does that process take to kind of get iterated and yeah. you know and to, and to sort of get that website as strongly and robustly connected to uh, bringing in customers as possible how long does this process take uh, so unfortunately there's not an easy answer but I can explain some of the some of the factors and give you a time frame so uh, first the first thing that, that's going to make a difference is um, really the size of the website mm. right so we've got mm-hmm. enterprise clients that have you know, thousands and thousands of pages, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when we go in there and do a crawl, they've got tens of thousands of errors. <laughs> right? Interesting. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and that's a, we actually have technology companies that are in that spot. Um, and then, um, you know, you might have a small business, you know, that uh, has like 10 pages, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the initial fixes on the technical side will vary quite a bit depending on, um, the size of the website. And the other things that are big factors is, one, the market um, and the industry. Uh, and the market and industry will determine the amount of competition. 
Got it. So there's going to be some industries that have not been tapped nearly as hard uh, or, or for as long mm-hmm. when it comes to SEO, mm-hmm. right? So you think about like personal injury. This is one of the first big ones in SEO that was like huge. Mm. Um, and now it is very, very competitive. Um, so the guys that are in, um, they're looking to get into SEO and personal injury, they're probably spending a lot of money mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to make it up. And then so ultimately it's the, it, it really comes down to budget. Budget will determine um, how quickly we can get through technical issues, and it will determine how many content recommendations we're going to be able to provide on a monthly basis. Gotcha. Right. And ideally, we're doing large volumes. And then we've also got the writing piece. And so we've got our own writing team, but a lot of our, a lot mm. of our clients, especially enterprise, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't let anyone touch their content, right? Mm. They're doing it all themselves. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to, well, how quickly are they able to uh, you know, create content, apply the recommendations? If we've got the right budget... You know, within, I don't know, within a three-month period, um, on, on average, maybe three or four months, we're showing the difference. You're seeing growth. Interesting. We can show you that, hey, rankings are moving. You can see these things happening. Um, the amount of rankings and how aggressively they're moving mm-hmm. varies quite a bit from, from company to company. Um, and then from there, once we see rankings, we, we want to see organic traffic. That's the next thing that follows. And then as we get enough organic traffic, then we'll see conversions. So mm. what I would say is movement in three to four. Um, verify that things are, you know, uh, working and you feel good about your investment in six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, honestly, the, the, the customers, the clients that we have that are getting enormous returns and dominating SEO, mm-hmm. they've been doing it for years. Got it. Mm-hmm. And they've been building in year over year over year. Um the, the advantage is that while it's really tough in the beginning and you're making a lot of investment, you get to a point where you're getting a decent return. Mm-hmm. And then you keep building. And your budget doesn't necessarily have to go up as time goes on commensurate with your results. So what I'm really saying is that your return can continue to grow over time. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. get to a point where you're getting an amazing return. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're spending a little bit more than you were but not necessarily double or triple like what you're doing in the paid search space. Got it. Uh, and that's when things get really fun. Um, one of the reasons why we're, we're picky about who we work with, and typically we, we look for people we're going to work with for a long time. Very, very cool stuff. Chris Rogers, thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Listeners, you can find more about Chris at, write this down, ColoradoSEOPros.com. He can help you figure out this marketing is about messaging he can help you figure out how to best create your digital footprint so that you can maximize your customer acquisitions and keep your customers extremely happy you can also follow him on twitter at s-e-o-d-u-b and at colorado seo pros one word for more guest interviews check out our wharton business radio highlights podcast on itunes and google play 